People of Blaze podcast. I'm April Babb. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to this encouragement. I would ask for all of you to please share this with your friends on whatever platform that they are listening to podcast on. They should be able to find us at People of Blaze, and we appreciate every five-star review that you give us. So let's jump right in. I'm continuing through Genesis, and I want to share a really cool encouragement with us that's a little bit outside of the box. Um, I don't know what really to title it. I'm going to just title it uh, Christian Moonshine at Christian Moonshine. Now stay with me because this is going to be really interesting. We see in the very early um, book of Genesis, Genesis 1, where God creates two lights. This is what he calls them. He calls them two lights, one to govern the day, which is called the greater light or the sun, and one to govern the night, which is called the lesser light, which you and I know as the moon. It is so beautiful because when God creates something, he always creates that thing with purpose. And when I'm reading the word, I like to look for the purpose in what I'm reading and how I can apply that purpose to my life. And so again, I like to think outside of the box. So what we're going to do today is simply compare God creating the sun to govern the day. We're going to compare that with Jesus himself. Of course, he is called the Son of God. But we're going to see some similarities here. And then we're going to compare our life to the moon. We all know that every night we have uh, a bit of light that we're able to maneuver with. And that comes from the moon. So we're going to talk about that and how it can um, really open our eyes to how we ought to be shining in this world of darkness that we're living in currently. Let me tell you a few things about the moon. This is so cool. Um, and I want to encourage you as a side note, when you're studying the Word of God uh, open up a dictionary. Well, let me, hold on, let me not go back to the 90s. Open the internet and search for these things. Search on Wikipedia for some uh, facts about these things. So I did a little search about the moon, believe it or not. And let me tell you this, I didn't know all of this. On the moon, there's no wind. Now that alone is wild because you and I are so familiar and used to having wind in our atmosphere that that just can't hardly compute. There's no erosion because there's no wind. That's right. There's no atmosphere. So you and I live on planet Earth where God created an atmosphere for us. He literally surrounded us with what we know as a sky. It's a beautiful blue sky firmament covering where the clouds are underneath, where the stars are above, and it creates an atmosphere. There is no weather on the moon, guys. This is just, this is crazy. There's no weather. There's, of course, no plants. And so what I wrote here, because what I'm going to be doing, simply put, is comparing your and my Christian walk to how the moon governs the night through God's creating hand. Um, so all of these things I've mentioned, no wind, no erosion, no atmosphere, no weather, no plants. These are things that are found on the earth. And so the first thing I want us to think about with us living in this way is we should live above the things of the earth affecting us. Now, I know that we live on planet earth, but we are not to be 
in the world. The Bible says you are you are in the world, but not of the world. Let me say that correctly. You are in the world, but not of the world. And so he also says in, in Ephesians that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, right? So there's a beautiful symbolic comparison to the heavens that we can look up and see where the moon resides, where the clouds are, the stars. That is called the heavens. But there's also another place called the heavens, which is God's heaven where he dwells. It's an invisible place to our naked eye. But Ephesians again tells us that you and I through Christ Jesus have been made by God to sit there. And so it's a beautiful picture of we are elevated above the things of the earth. Yes, our body lives here, but our spirit is seated with Christ. I want you to remember that every time you look up at the moon. The moon is not affected by things of the earth, but get this. The earth is very, very heavily affected by the course of the moon. We have our tides in the water due to the moon. We have all sorts of... um different elements in the earth that occur every month due to the cycle of the moon. Farmers for generations have looked to the sky to know how to plant, what weather to expect, all of these things. So you and I are to live above the things of the earth affecting us. This is one way that we will shine. Um, I think that this is really crazy, and this is just a cool little fact for us. If the moon, if the surface of the moon is marked... Nothing will remove that. Um, this, this website says that the footprints that were placed there, I guess in the 70s, uh, 60s, 70s, by the early astronauts are still there today. Man, I think that is just wild. And then we see all of these craters on the moon. I want to talk about that because those craters are still there. But it does not impact the shine and glow of the moon. Here is part number two, principle number two. Of course, number one, live above the things of the earth. Don't be shaken. Don't let your emotions be taken by things and circumstances that occur on the earth. You are seated above there with Christ. Number two, no matter how many scars, no matter how many wounds, how many inflictions have come against you in your life, just like the craters on the moon, which are scars, your light can still shine extremely bright for Jesus in the dark world that we live. Point number two, you are not disqualified by your scars. Moving on to point number three, you and I both know that even though the Bible says in Genesis, God created two lights, it says it, two lights, and it's the same word that he uses in the sun and moon. You and I both know that the moon on its own has no uh, regenerative light. It is a moon. It is made of rock and moon dust. And so there is no moonshine uh, that occurs naturally. But nevertheless, we stand, we look up in the sky, we see the stars, and we also see a brightly lit moon. How is it possible? Well, you're all adults listening to this, so I'm certain that you know the answer, but I want to pound the point. The reason that we have light from the moon is because of the position that it takes to reflect the sun. Hallelujah. Jesus is our comparison to the sun. The sun is a burning ball of gaseous heat and light and fire. So it on its own has power to uh, put off light. The moon does not. So the moon is able by God's created hand 
to be positioned in such a beautiful place to reflect light from the sun. That's our point here. You and I must be positioned in prayer, in the word, in a humble heart to be able to reflect the glory of the Lord. The Bible talks over and over uh, that the glory of the Lord will shine on his people. I have right here Isaiah 60 and verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. This is so amazing because the same word here used for shine in the Hebrew, it's the word or, O-W-R, is the same word that's pointing to the light. The glory of the Lord and the light of sh- the shining sun is the same idea. So I'm encouraging you and me to be positioned to be facing Jesus. The Bible says that thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Now, what does all that King James FFF mean? It means that when we look at Jesus through a humble heart, prayerful heart, not a perfect person, but looking to Jesus, then his light can reflect off of us to the dark world that needs it so desperately. And believe me, the world needs you to shine, guys. You're the only Jesus that they will see. Let me move on to this next point. You cannot look directly at the sun for any length of time. It will literally damage your eyes. This brings me to the idea that the Bible says no one can look upon God and live. He is holy and perfect. And just like the sun, the brilliance of his light, uh, we can't, we cannot look upon him in our human bodies and flesh. So again, because of that, he sent Jesus and we could look upon Jesus and hear what Jesus would share and see what Jesus would do. And that would show us what God the Father would do. Well, I'm here to tell you today that people still cannot look upon God, but they can look at your life. And what are they seeing when they look at your life? Are they seeing the light of God reflecting off of your life? Well, for me, if I were to answer honestly, I would say not all the time, especially with those that I um, know the best that I'm around the most. They may not see Jesus reflecting because here's the deal, guys. Whatever you look at is what's going to reflect off of your life. If you stare, um, so to speak, with your thoughts, if you stare at the problems and the circumstances, people are going to see anxiety and stress and frustration and maybe anger. But if you stare at Jesus and his promises and and his goodness, they're going to see that. I want to take us to um, a principle that I learned about while studying the moon called albedo, A-L-B-E-D-O, albedo. And this is the proportion of light that can be reflected off of a surface. Um, I think this is cool because the the most the highest level of albedo is a 1.0 and that means the most reflective, right? So for example, just to give you reference, fresh snow is a 0.9 it is very reflective. I have seen snow a few times in my life, just a few because I'm in South Carolina, but I remember seeing the snow and it was so bright it hurt my eyes. 
That's because it is very, very reflective. Well, on a side note, this is pretty awesome. Jesus has done what washed us, the Bible says, white as snow. And so because of what he's done, we are very reflective of his light. It's not our perfection. It's not what we could uh, do good works, but it is his glory because of what he's done. Now, on the flip side of that, charcoal is a 0.04 albedo. That means it's not going to reflect a bit of light. And then the moon, which we have been discussing, it's a 0.12. And I was shocked to hear that. I thought it might be higher because the moon lights up the earth enough for us to really function at night pretty well. Um, I don't think we really recognize how much light comes off the moon because we're not... We're not really ever in the pitch black darkness. Um, I can tell you that because we have shade blinders in our bedroom that completely block out all light. And at night, I can go in there and it's completely dark. And I can go in another room and I can actually see a bit. It's because of the light of the moon. So I asked myself, I said, I don't I don't really understand the 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 albedo again. The proportion of light that can be reflected off the moon is only a 0.12. But then I read this and I thought, man, this is really good. The reason that we can see the moon so brightly is because it is surrounded by darkness and it makes the contrast to pop. When the moon is up during the day, we really can't see it very well because there's not that much contrast. Now, what I'm telling us, what I'm sharing with us for this point is this. You may think your light is not shining very brightly, and you may only know John 3.16, and you may not be very comfortable, um, you know, praying with people yet, and just you just look at your life and you think, man, I don't have a very high albedo. I'm not very reflective. Well, my encouragement to you is this. Take the little bit of light that is coming off your life and begin to shine it in the darkness because the moon is sitting up there in the midst of a dark sky, and we are able to see the light reflect. Why? Because it is surrounded by darkness. If there ever was a day where we were surrounded by darkness, it is today. So what I'm trying to encourage us to do is stop delaying. Go ahead and shine right where you are. Don't wait until you know more or um, do better or any of these things. Take what you are able to reflect from Jesus and shine it in the darkness and people will see. You know Matthew 5, 14, and I'm going to read 14 and 16 for us today. Matthew 5, 14 and 16 says, You... Now, let me back up. It's Jesus talking. These are words in red. He is talking to who? To you and me. You are the light of the world. Now, truly, you and I don't have any light on our own. We have nothing on our own. So Jesus understood that what he was saying was, Hey, guys, I'm the sun. I'm putting off the light and you are going to be in the earth reflecting it. You are the light of the world. Uh, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Verse 15, nor do men light a lamp and put it under a peck measure, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to those who are in the house. Verse 16, here we go. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your works and glorify your Father in heaven. Why will they glorify your Father in heaven rather than glorify you in the earth? Because they're going to know that this light coming from you is not your own. 
God does things in a certain way where all the glory has to come from him. I'm encouraging us today. Look to Jesus. Remember that he is like the sun and you are like the moon. And the moon literally is just in the right position. It's scarred. There is no beauty to it. You may look at your life and think, well, my life is a mess. You know, I've been through pain and sickness and abandonment, maybe rejection, um, divorce, or um, all sorts of things. You've seen death. You may be scarred up and looking around and not a single flower seems to bloom in your life today. Well, the moon doesn't have any flowers and it puts off the light for the entire earth every night. I'm encouraging you today. Be like the moon. Every time you look up and see it, remember the words that we are called to govern the night. Just like the moon is called to govern the night in the physical, in the spiritual, you and I are called as kings and priests to be able to stand in this world, whether we are um, the president of the United States or a business person or a housekeeper or a medical professional or a preacher. We are all called to govern the night. And um, I just want to close with this. I think this is super cool. I was able to see a solar eclipse, a total solar eclipse in August of 17, I think it was. And this was one of the most powerful moments of my life. It was just truly something that I can't fully explain. But what I want to share with you from that is this. We cannot look directly at the sun, ever. But during this total solar eclipse, the moon was placed in such a way that I could take off those protective glasses. I could look up and I could stare right at the sun and what was happening, of course, if you don't know, you need to YouTube solar eclipse and watch. The light from the sun was showing around the edges of the moon, and it was the most beautiful thing I've ever witnessed in nature, other than my babies being born. Absolutely breathtaking. The point I want to make with this, and I will close, is that people can't look exactly right at God, especially unbelievers. He is holy. None of us can truly look on Him directly. But when you align your life directly with God, just like when the moon aligns with the sun for a total solar eclipse, people can look at you. People can look at your life. So when you are aligned, they look at you. And I'm going to tell you during this solar eclipse, although the moon was right there in the middle of it, all I could see was the brilliant circle of beautiful light coming around the edges. When you are aligned with Christ, just like that solar eclipse, people will look at your life, but they will not see you. Excuse me, I'm getting emotionally touched here. They will see Christ shining around the borders of your life. Hallelujah. And they will want uh, to find out how do you do this, and you can lead them right to Jesus. You can lead them right to Him. This is just beautiful. The word for glorious or glory means set on fire. And as you know, this is People Ablaze podcast. Our desire is to always stay fiery for Jesus. 
fire puts off light so burn today and again please make sure to check this podcast out every single wednesday on whatever platform that you are listening to podcast we love you and have a great week as always stay fiery bye guys